What is good, Houdat Nation? Ross Jackson here at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter here to give you a bonus episode today of Locked on Saints brought to you by Built Bar. Now, news broke just a moment ago via Ian Rappaport that the Saints have released offensive guard and three-time Pro Bowler Larry Warford. The Saints have officially let Larry Warford walk. They didn't end up finding a trade partner for him. Maybe they didn't even look. We don't know yet, but certainly uh, not the way that I expected this to go down, and I think not really the way that a lot of people expected it to go down based on what it was that Sean Payton had mentioned after drafting Cesar Ruiz in the uh, just a couple weeks ago and mentioning that Warford would have to compete for his spot. Well, apparently, and kind of unsurprisingly, that either didn't sit well or just simply didn't didn't come to fruition as Larry Warford is now on the market. And I expect he'll probably find a home pretty quickly and pretty soon. The Miami Dolphins feel like a possibility. The Baltimore Ravens feel like a possibility as well. But with this move, the Saints do save around $7.7 million. They have around 5.3 or so that ends up being dead cap on that on near $13 million contract of Larry Warford's. But uh, the big deal is that they're going to save uh, just over $7.5 million. And so there's a lot of different ways that the Saints can go about using that money because it kind of just becomes additional money for them as uh, Taysom Hill was already on the books. Seamus Winston's already on the books. We talked about the draft class, not a ton needed to really go to the draft class because each of those guys ends up pushing somebody out of the top 51 and effectively paying for a portion of their own contract already. Tommy Stevens didn't even count against the cap and neither will any of those undrafted free agents outside of any, outside of any like wacky guarantees and things like that. But when it comes to that $7.7 million or so the Saints can either go out to the market again and hit up maybe some of those bigger names that we still see that are out there. I know a lot of people have mentioned guys like Everson Griffin, as well as Logan Ryan. Uh, you could see the Saints with you know another reunion that's still out there as well, and, and Eli Apple. I know some people have brought up Jadavian Clowney as well, but he'd have to take way less money than what he's uh, sort of been asking for on the market already, and less money than he's already turned down already reportedly as well. But hey, if it's a chance at a ring, maybe that's exactly what what he needs. But there's also the other scenario in which the Saints don't necessarily go out there and pull in a big ticket free agent. They'll still bring somebody in to fill that hole on the roster in that it is an open spot and the Saints want to get a look at as many players as possible once camp rolls around. But the other part of it is that the Saints could use some of this money toward extensions on any either of the guys that they have on a fifth-year option next year in Marshawn Lattimore or Ryan Ramchick or potentially a guy that they don't get a fifth-year option for in Alvin Kamara. Now, there's a lot of questions going on right now, especially about salary caps for next season. How does the pandemic affect the salary caps for next season? Are we going to see a big drop? I've seen some ranges anywhere between $20 million less next year to $80 million less next year. And how does that affect how teams approach extensions and things like that? I don't have an answer for that because it's a very complex and convoluted situation. But if the Saints want to get ahead of anything, the opportunity to do so with Alvin Kamara makes a lot of sense. He doesn't have a fifth-year option. This is a contract year for him. We saw how much money Christian McCaffrey got. Derrick Henry still has a contract that's coming up pretty soon, as well as Dalvin Cook and a few other running backs out there. So do the Saints go out of their way to go ahead and get Alvin Kamara's deal done early, regardless of the fact that the salary cap might drop next year, and in preparation for the fact that otherwise is expected to raise because of the new TV deals, the new network deals, the 17th game in the season, things like that. The Saints essentially have just a litany of options in terms of how they want to play this. Now, the next question comes down to who plays in Larry Warford's spot. Now, this one we feel like we've answered already, but there's still some conversation here. Does Cesar Ruiz end up plugging in the first round pick from this year's draft at pick number 
24 overall, the center out of Michigan. Does he plug in at center and then they move Eric McCoy over to right guard? He doesn't have a ton of experience at the guard position, although he has played it at one point or another at several points, a couple of points in his time uh, in college. And does that matter? Because he plays on the interior, right? So moving from the interior to the interior is an easier translation than, say, if you were moving a tackle to guard or a guard to tackle that hasn't shown any of that positional versatility before. This is not that case. This is a little bit of an easier transition. So that is definitely an option. Another option is that you maintain Eric McCoy at center and you plug Cesar Ruiz in at right guard. However, everything that we've heard in terms of the way that Jeff Ireland has addressed Cesar Ruiz and talked about his skill set and what he brings to the table, all of that has come from the perspective of the center position. We talked about the way that Sean Payton mentioned being willing and not married to the idea of uh, Eric McCoy remaining at center and being willing instead to move him over to right guard. So all signs sort of point to that being the case. Now, the question beyond that is what about depth behind those young guys? You've got Cameron Tom, you've got Will Clapp, you've got Calvin Throckmorton, you've got Nick Easton who was brought in at, uh, you know, just after Max Unger retired last season and he has played for the Saints. So is he your top backup or does one of those other guys end up contending for that role. Now, I've seen a lot of people also ask about why the Saints didn't get anything for Larry Warford, i.e. why didn't they trade him? And trading him, obviously, would have been the, I'll say, most advantageous thing to do. However, it may not have been something very available to them in terms of his market. He had a big contract that that, that other teams would have had to take on, that's for certain. But also, the Saints have sort of publicly devalued Larry Warford in the way that they've talked about him and the way that they've shared sort of their disappointment in his play over the last couple of years years and the way that they mentioned that it has diminished and dropped off. So when you publicly sort of devalue a guy like that, it does make his trade market a little bit harder to uh, to take advantage of, you know, and it, it diminishes that trade market. And so you have that, you have the fact that the Saints drafted a guy on the interior in the first round. They openly talked about how ready they are to move a guy like Eric McCoy to Larry Warford's position and mentioned that he'd have to compete for his spot in order to keep it publicly during a press conference after selecting that new interior offense of Lyman. And so there probably just wasn't that much of a market for him because most teams had to know they're going to let him go. They're going to end up releasing him. And that's something that is uh, an unfortunate situation for the Saints. And you wonder if maybe it was handled differently, if they would have been able to, if they would have kept that under wraps and said, at, a, at this point instead that he's just available without doing all of the devaluing if other teams would have jumped and made a leap to try to trade for him or if it would have ended up being the same thing perhaps the Saints asking price was too high although I can't imagine their asking price was too too you know out of the ordinary for a guy like Larry Warford who is a three-time pro bowler and who is on the quote-unquote right side of 30 and so uh, it, it is an interesting thing to see but overall the Saints don't trade for him they don't get any assets in terms of the trade, but it's not like they walk away with nothing here. They release him flat out, but they also save over $7.5 million in their salary cap, which they can now either put forward to new additions or maintaining guys that they want to keep around for the future. So a lot of possibilities here with that new money and a very interesting sort of way that this all unfolded on a Friday afternoon uh, where the Saints do release Larry Warford. He is now a free agent out on the market and now we'll keep an eye on the Saints transaction wise over the next couple of days for potential signings or extensions. And it makes the intrigue of that interior offensive line even more palatable going into training camp in July. So I hope that y'all enjoy getting a little bit of a bonus episode here. It's one of my favorite things that I ever get to do here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. We'll continue to talk about this on Monday. 
out, dive even a little bit deeper into what the loss of Larry Warford means from a gameplay and a play scheme uh, standpoint. So we'll take a look at that and we'll look at some of the other options that are out on the market that may now be available for the Saints. So we'll dig a little deeper and we'll talk a little bit more about this on Monday. So y'all make sure if you are not subscribed to the Locked on Saints podcast, please do so. You can check us out wherever you find your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever it is, we are out there. So I appreciate y'all taking the time to listen today. Make sure you throw me a follow as well over at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Let me know how you feel about Larry Warford's release and what you think the Saints are going to do with this money. Can't wait to hear from you. Can't wait to dig more into this on Monday here on Locked on Saints, your team every day.